Well, this morning we're continuing something that we started off last week. Uh, who am I and uh, what am I doing here? And uh, we started that off last week and um, uh, we said uh, to answer the question, who am I, who am I? Uh, hey, I want to dismiss. I want to make sure that those kids that are four years old through fourth grade know that uh, Kids Church is happening right now and there they go, scooting back there. And uh, last week we said... Uh, uh, we answered the question, who am I? We answered the question clear back in July. And uh, you can go to the church website and you can go back in time and you can look up the sermons that we preached back in July. And a, a sermon series is called VIP. And uh, who you are is a very important person to God. God loves you. He cares about you. He is interested in you. He wants you to give your life over to him and follow him where he would lead you. And God cares very much about you. So who are you? You are a very important person to God. But what am I doing here? What am I doing here? Where do I fit in in this world? And we kind of use this to illustrate. Uh, we said, uh, where do we fit in this world? We said, uh, the world and uh, even the church is kind of like the shape toy, right? Uh, there's a certain shape and we have a shape. And uh, we kind of uh, look at ourselves sometimes and say, you know, I'm not sure if I fit in here, right? And so you try some things and say, nope, don't fit in there. And you try some other things, nope, I'm not sure exactly where I fit in because I feel different than everybody else. Well, you are different from everyone else. But then if you kind of look around and you explore for a while, you're going to find there is a place where you fit into the kingdom of God, into his church, and there's a very special place for you in the kingdom of God, but we are, in fact, all different. So the way we defined shape, the way we defined shape, is the word shape, was that we use an acronym, S-H-A-P. And the S stands for, uh, it stands for your spiritual gifts, right? Spiritual gifts, we have spiritual gifts. The H has our heart, sort of our passions. We said our abilities. We all have different abilities. We talked through this extensively last week. Today we're going to talk quite a bit about personality. And then also we have different experiences. And so last week when we were here, maybe you recall that we talked about our natural abilities, our natural abilities. And here was the definition that we gave for natural abilities. A collection of strengths, not weaknesses, our natural abilities, a collection of strengths God wants us to use to fulfill our unique kingdom purpose in life. We're all wired differently, we're unique, we're special, we're different from one another, and we have these different abilities that we are to use for the kingdom of God. Well, this morning what we're going to talk about is not our abilities, but our personality, our personality. And uh, some of you are thinking, well, which one of my personalities is he talking about, right? And, uh, you know, maybe you're thinking about, uh, you know, you know how that works. Sometimes, um, so I'm told, I'm told sometimes you uh, uh, men walk through the door at the end of the day and they're not sure, you know, which wife is going to meet in there, right? No, I didn't say that out loud, did I? And so we're going to delete that from the tape. But you guys know, yeah, all we joke about all these kind of things, right? And so uh, personalities, personalities are very different from one another. We all have a different personality. And here's what I need you to know this morning. Here's what I need you to know. The personality you have is God's gift to you. The personality that you have is God's gift to you. You are unique. You are special. You fit in to the kingdom of God like no one else has ever fit into the kingdom of God. You are designed special. You are unique unto God. And God has made us that way. He has made us that way. Now listen, 
Some of you right now are thinking, I'm not sure exactly where I do fit in. I'm not sure how I fit in. And here's a, here's a picture. I've actually got this thing uh, hanging up in my office. And um, the personality, there we go. Okay, this, this is hanging up in my office. And um, up here, I don't know if you can read that. It says, for a fair selection, everybody has to take the same exam. Please climb that tree. All right, well, so we got a bird down here and a monkey and a penguin and an elephant. There's a goldfish inside the, and then I think that's a, a walrus or a seal or something. And then it kind of looks like a dog pig <laughs> down there, and the very last one. And so uh, we would look at that and we'd say, uh, um, and here's what Einstein had to say about that. He says, everybody is a genius. But if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it is stupid. And so maybe, uh, you know, i, I got to tell you, I've, I've talked about these things openly from the pulpit before. When I was in school, when I was in elementary school, I can remember very clearly in about third grade, uh, there was the group that was divided up and they could go look at the green books. And then there was the group that I was in and we had the purple books. And I knew that they were the ones that were sort of excelling in the academic world. And I was over here in the group uh, that wasn't going to excel in the academic world. And maybe, maybe you were a part of, you know, one of those groups or maybe you were divided out. Maybe you saw all the very athletic people over there and you wondered why I couldn't be athletic. Or maybe you saw all of the, uh, the people that were very talented in the art world or the music world or somewhere in band or whatever the case may be. And uh, uh, you would talk to people and some people just seemed to have it all together and other people seemed to be broken apart all the time. And maybe you felt like you were on top of the game or maybe you felt like you were under the thing or, or whatever the case may be. And there's all of these different things and it's all kind of broken down in life. And sometimes we feel like we fit in and sometimes we don't. But here's what the scriptures say. The book of uh, 1 Samuel chapter 16 verse 7 tells us that uh, I remember in the Old Testament God was surveying the land and he was looking for a king. There was a king of the nation of Israel. His name was Saul. But he wasn't doing very well. So they needed, there was going to be a new king that was going to come. And here's 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7 says, The Lord does not look at the things man looks at. Man looks at the outward appearance. But the Lord looks at the heart. The Lord looks at the heart. And so sometimes we wish we had the characteristics or the personality or something dynamic about somebody else, and we wish we had those things. But the reality is, is that we have those things. We have something in us that somebody else wishes they had about us. The Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 says this. For we are God's handiwork. Maybe your translation says workmanship. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. Here's the thing. Some Sundays you guys will come here and we'll spend a lot of time in Scripture trying to explain a passage of Scripture. And like today what we're going to do is look at two verses in Scripture and we're going to try to unpack how do those things apply to my life and maybe there's things that I can learn about myself to help me better enroll myself into a role in the kingdom of God. And so we're going to explore what is your personality? What is your personality? I hope when you leave here today, you better understand your personality and maybe you'll be able to find a role that you can play in the kingdom of God, in the church, all right? And so listen to this. So what is your personality? Here's how we're going to find that. You can write this down in your bulletin. 
how I relate to people and how I respond to opportunities. How I relate to people and how I respond to opportunities. I'm just going to take this time right now to say this. I hope that you all have a bulletin from today. And I hope that you all have something to write with. And if you do not have a bulletin and you do not have anything to write with, you are excused. You can please go find a bulletin and something to write with because there is going to be an exam that you're going to be taking and it's going to help you to learn some more things about yourself. And so make sure that you got something. If you don't have anything to write with, I think Junior might be some pencils back there right out there in the lobby, in the little table that's right out there. There might be some pencils that are right out there. Grab one because you're going to want to be able to kind of, you see your bulletin there. There's all these things and... Um, it's kind of funny. We talked about uh, everybody's got to pass the same exam, right? And uh, But you'll see. You'll see. I think you're going to find this very interesting. So, have you written this down? Your personality, how I relate to people, and how I respond to opportunities. That comes from your personality. So, think about these things a little. How I relate to others. How I relate to others. So, we're going to go through, through, through There's going to be a couple of words. There's going to be a line in between them. And then what I'm going to ask you to do is uh, on your bulletin there, uh, you're going to put a little hash mark on the line. It's going to be a line that reaches across between two words, and then you're going to put a little hash mark uh, closer to or the one uh, that sort of illustrates the way you do your life. Okay, here, so here we go. Put them below. How I relate to others. When I walk into a crowded room, I feel outgoing or reserved. Outgoing or reserved. So there's a line there. You can put a little, maybe you're right in the middle. Maybe you feel outgoing. Maybe you feel reserved. Does this make, am I make a little hash mark on there? Are you guys tracking with me here? Making sense? Okay, good. All right. Here we go. So when, that's the way when you walk into a room. Here we go. When you walk into a room. Uh, okay, here's another, number two. All right. Do you tell everyone, okay, when you walk into that room, do you feel self-expressive or do you feel self-controlled? Uh, do you feel, uh, do you tell everyone what you're feeling or do you tell no one? You feel self-expressive, you know, you can't wait to get into the crowded room, you want to talk to everybody, you want to yep, 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 tell everybody how you're feeling, or do you feel self-controlled, you're very reserved, nobody's getting a peep out of me, you know, they're going to pry information out of me. Where are you on that continuum, all right? Next one, when you walk into a crowded room. Do you feel cooperative or do you feel competitive? Uh, maybe it's in a meeting place. Uh, that means you want to make no waves. When you, when you go in there, you don't want to, and so you're cooperative. You're going to make no waves. You don't want to rock the boat, right? Or uh, do you feel like uh, you're going to, when you get into the meeting, you're jumping in like it's a, you're, you're going to do a cannonball. Everybody's getting wet and, you know, just boom, you're showing up and you're arriving. So you're on one of the, you're either cooperative or you're competitive. Competitive side would be the cannonball side. You just kind of, you're going for it. So you make a little mark there. And so all of a sudden you can already see, are you an outgoing person or are you kind of an introvert, right? And now we'll move on to the next one. It says this, how I respond to opportunities. How do you respond to varying opportunities? Are you high risk or are you low risk? Are you uh, let's do it or is it let's wait? Let's wait. Let's do it or let's wait. And you guys understand these things. And uh, how do you respond to opportunities? Uh, are you people-driven or are you project-driven? 
uh, you're looking to draw a big crowd or you're looking to accomplish a task. When you get together, it's all about accomplishing the task or it's very social, okay? Um, now what about this one? Are, do you follow or do you lead? Are you out front versus behind the scenes? Uh, are, you, are you a follower or are you a leader? And you know how that works. You go, uh, some meetings you go into and, uh, you know, people, some people just want to jump in. It's like, let's do it. Let's do it now. Let's do it big. You know, and it doesn't matter if we have a budget or not. We're just, we're going for it, right? And there's people that are like that and they kind of drive things and push people. And there's other people that are kind of way back, you know, and it's like, oh, I'm not sure. You know, like we got a whole checklist of things that we need to check before we can go forward. And so we know there are different personalities, different personalities. All right, are you team-oriented or solo-oriented? You want to be a part of a big team, or you kind of want to do it yourself, right? And then finally, I make a little hashtag here. Are you routine-oriented, or are you variety-oriented? Routine or variety? And so you can kind of see, and... Um, uh, you know, you know people, you're, you're over here, you're, you're making your, your mark way over on one side, but you know that other person, they're making their mark way over there, and that, they, they irritate you, right? Because they're, you know, they don't do it right, and that's exactly what they're thinking about you. And that's this is the beauty of all of us being different. Can you see how boring it would be if everybody was the same? All right, now, here's the next part of the um, thing here. How are you energized? How are you energized? What feeds you emotionally? What kind of feeds your personality? Where do you get your energy? And now this one's different. This one we're not going to do hashtags, but you're going to circle either one, two, three, or four, depending on which side of the spectrum uh, you are on. So <coughs> first one, here we go. How are you energized? I, uh, I'm more comfortable doing things for people or being with people. And so if you're more comfortable doing things for people, then you would either be a one or a two. On the dip. Or if you're more comfortable being with people, you're a three or you're a four, depending on... Does that make sense? And so we're going to be adding these up in just a minute. We're going to be adding these up in a minute. All right. Next one. How are you energized? When doing a task, I tend to focus on the goal or focus on relationships. All right. I feel I've accomplished something when I've gotten the job done or built a relationship. As we all know, one of those is more important. You see what I did there? Okay. Everybody's taking this very seriously. You know there's going to be an exam at the end, right? All right, here we go. Um, next one. Is it more important to start a meeting on time or when everyone gets there? I'm more concerned with meeting a deadline or maintaining the team. I place higher value on action or communication. 
All right, if you're like me, you need to pull out your phone right now and access your calculator app because we're going to do math. There's one more. I place higher value on action or communication. Is that the one? I feel I've accomplished something when I've gotten a job done or built a relationship. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of them. You have six on your sheet. Well, I don't know what I did. I must have deleted something. So delete number whatever, seven. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, maybe what I sent Laura. Maybe I added too many. Sorry. We're going to do them. All right, I think, that the, I think that your math is still going to work out for you because here's what you need to do. Add up all of your numbers there. However many circles you circled, uh, add up the total number of points in your circles. And I'm, hope, I'm thinking the math, the math is going to work out pretty good here. You're going to know. You already know. All right, add them up. And if you have scored between 7 and 17, you are tasked. Oriented. If your score is between 18 and 28, you are more people-oriented. So, uh, does that kind of ring true? Does that kind of ring true? Did you kind of find yourself there? All right, would any of the uh, task-oriented people want to go and be so bold as to say, I'm on the task side? Tasker, 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 tasker. Okay, yep, all right. So there are some people that uh, are getting an A today, the task-driven people. That's, uh, and then uh, what about the, um, the people-oriented people? All right. Yes, yeah, big proud, like, pick me, pick me, right? That's my wife, there she is. And so, uh, people-oriented people, all right? And so, that's why we compliment each other, sweetie. And so, all right. All right, here we go, we're moving forward, doing the same thing. Now, I'm just curious now. One, two, three, four, five, six, do you have seven? Do you have seven for the next one? Okay, good, so something, all right, here we go. How are you organized? How are you organized? How are you organized? While on vacation, I prefer to be spontaneous or follow a set plan. I hear giggling. There's probably already fights breaking out in the room. All right. I prefer to set guidelines that are General or specific? I prefer to leave my options open or settle things now. I prefer projects that have variety or routine. I like to play it by ear or stick to the plan. I find routine boring or restful. I accomplish tasks best by working it out as I go or by following a plan. Pull out your calculators, total them up. 
If you have scored between 7 and 17, you are probably an unstructured person. If you scored between 18 and 28, you're probably a structured person. So, anybody out there be so bold as to say, I am an unstructured person by the... (laughs) All right. And anybody out there want to go the other way and say, structure, structure, yeah, structure. There we go, structure. All right, now let's, uh, let's do a little bit of compare and contrast here. Is there anybody here that would say that they are a task-oriented, unstructured person? Task-oriented, unstructured. Task-oriented, unstructured. All right, is there anybody that is task-oriented, structured? Task-oriented, structured. Okay, and then uh, what are we doing here? Uh, unstructured, task-oriented. Unstructured, task-oriented? Nobody in the house. Nobody. All right. And so, uh, unstructured and people-oriented? Yep. All right. There we go. Now, are you learning anything about yourself today? All right. Here we go. Here's the truth. The kingdom of God requires all of this. All of this, all of this. God didn't make any mistakes, and he made all of us. He knit us together in our mother's womb, and he's got a place for us, and we are all unique and special and different from one another, and we need those things to compare and contrast and to uh, balance all of these things out. And so uh, I'm going in just a second here, Junior, in just a second I'm going to show you guys a picture. And then um, when you see the picture, I want you to just kind of do a gut check Uh, When you see it, there's going to be some emotions that are going to kind of come up inside of you rather quickly when you see it. And then uh, you just kind of make a mental note of those things and go ahead and show the picture now. All right. So here's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about your reactions and your motivations. Your reactions and your motivations. So, some of you had this reaction. Don't feel badly. It could happen to anyone, right? When you saw that, uh, that's the first thing that came to your mind. Don't feel bad. Maybe your motivation, your motivation is this, to relieve embarrassment, to relieve embarrassment. Makes sense, right? You can kind of see how those things might be tied together. Maybe when you first saw that picture, the thing that came into your mind was, that's what happens when you're not careful. Mm, anybody ever heard anything like that before? What was the motivation? Here might be the motivation. The motivation can be pure. It can be to correct the problem, to correct the problem. And nobody wants their child to spill milk every single day, you know, when they, they get up, regardless how cute you might think that picture is. Nobody really wants that. And so you've got to correct the problem. You need people that are going to correct the problem. All right. Maybe your response was this. Oh, let me help you with that. The motivation to meet a need, to meet a need, motivated to meet a need. So um, maybe, your, uh, maybe your response to this is, those cups are a horrible design, and your motivation is to discover why it happened, it discover why it happened. And so you can see that people will have different responses to the same exact thing, and they are motivated by different things, but none of the motivations are necessarily bad from which they come and the way that they respond because they're wired different than you, and you're wired different than me, and all those different things are dynamics. And so 
Well, I'm going to show you another picture here. And then just kind of what is your, uh, go ahead, what's your gut? All right. Some of you might be responding or mentally kind of like this. I can't express how bad I feel for you. And that comes from a place of mercy. Maybe you have mercy that's just kind of in your personality. Maybe your response is this. What is God trying to teach you in this? And that inside you, the things that percolate up inside of you and your mind and who you are, is that you want to teach and you want to take advantage of opportunities to learn more or to help people intellectually to be the person that God wants them to be. Maybe that's how you respond to that. Or this. Maybe you would say, I took care of feeding the dog, I watered the plants, and I did the dishes. And you're an organizer or a servant. And you know how that is. Uh, All of those things you want when you are sick. All of those things you want when you're sick. You want mercy, and you want somebody to kind of help you understand why you're in the situation uh, that you're in, even though there might not be a clear reason about it. You want to have understanding of that. But there's also things that you're not able to do when you are sick, and those things need to get done. And so they all come from a place of they need to get done, but different people approach those things in a different way. And sometimes that can be very difficult. If you're a person that... uh, uh, wants to get everything done, and somebody just wants to sit by your side and hold your hand, you feel like, you know, why don't you get up and go do something, right? Uh, but if you're the person that wants somebody to hold your hand, uh, uh, then you feel like, well, why are, they, why are they taking the garbage out? Don't they know that I'm in here and I'm, and I'm hurting? And those things, we're all different, right? We're all different. God knows what he is doing. So who am I? I am a child of God. He loves me. He cares about me. He is interested in me. He wants me to be in his family. He wants to put his arms around me. He wants me to trust him. But he doesn't just say, come in. I've got nothing for you to do. He says, come in. We've got a lot of things that we need to accomplish because there are a lot of people that don't know my son and I'm giving you the job and the task to go out and tell everyone. So... The church needs all of us. The church needs all of us. How can we serve the church? How can we help? Well, we can grow the elementary program in the church. We can grow that. We can help it be advanced. Uh, We can move it along. How do we do that? Well, uh, we encourage you and we invite you uh, to be a part of the early elementary programs that are at the church. We need people that want to be nursery workers. We do. We need you to sign up to be a nursery worker. Um, right? I see Sarah down there. She's the chairman of the Christian... She's like, yep, we do. Now, here's the thing. If every single person in the church signed up today to work in the nursery, I guess when the next turn you in the nursery would be for you, right? It'd be in 50, 50 weeks or something like that. I don't know. And, uh, and so you can, you can come and you can sign up to work in the nursery. And some of you say, well, I don't have any skills or any gifts in working in the nursery. Well, uh, we can train you. Right? We can show you. And probably if you had kids once upon a time, you can work in Or uh, maybe you would like to be a part of the rotation of people that are willing to uh, teach uh, in youth church. We dismiss the kids week after week, and they go into youth church, and they need leaders in there, and, and you can be a part of that. Some of you, your personality, you love kids, and you want to be a part of that, and you have abilities in that. So we encourage you to sign up. See Sarah right down here and do those things. 
you can also um, meet and connect with and reach the unchurched in the community. That's what you get to do. And so you use your personality. Here's what, there's a saying. I just made it up last night. Um, uh, Birds of a feather flock together. And, um, and uh, okay, so you've heard it before, right? And, uh, and so it's been around forever. It's because it's true. It's because it's true, right? And so uh, here's what I believe, is that you have different interests and you have uh, different personality traits, but I would imagine that you like to hang out with people that like what you like and can relate to you at that level. And so, uh, because some of you like to do this and others like to do that, it's very difficult for this person to invite that person to church, and it's very difficult for this person to invite that person to church because they don't feel like they have anything in common. But there's enough of us in the room that have different things in common that we should be able to reach out and invite somebody to church that we are close enough to. I'll give you an opportunity uh, to invite somebody to come to church tonight at 6.30. There is a talent show, and um, from what I've seen or heard, um, <clears throat> there is going to be talent here, and then there's going to be marginal talent here tonight, and, uh, and then some people come here and they do things that are just kind of uh, for fun, and everybody just kind of gets to play along and, and laugh with that, uh, but uh, you have an opportunity today to go and say, you know, I wonder if so-and-so will come to, to church with me and uh, be a part of this talent show that is, uh, is today at 6.30, so you can be a part of that, and then listen to this. We all need to increase our personal spiritual growth. And so maybe what that means is that uh, you ask someone, uh, say, hey, I want to read through the book of Matthew. Will you read through the book of Matthew with me? And you find somebody that you know has a similar personality because they're going to be navigating from that page in a similar way that you are. You're just going to begin to see it, and you're going to be able to problem-solve in similar ways. You'll be able to think together in similar ways. And it's healthy to do that. It's healthy to do that. We encourage you to be in, in, in Sunday school on Sunday morning, and there's a wide variety of opinions and people in there, and those things percolate. Tuesday morning, men's Bible study, there's a, a wide variety of opinions and wisdom and ages and things in there, and, and so uh, you can kind of process that way. But it's always healthy Iron sharpens iron. Have somebody uh, that you feel camaraderie and closeness to, and you would go to them and say, hey, would you be willing to read through this scripture with me together? And we're just going to do it together because you're my friend, and I want to do that. Listen. The Aspire Conference on September 17th for ladies. You can sign up for that out there. In two Saturdays, uh, I think in two weeks, on September 25th, um, the men in the room are invited to a men's breakfast. Um, we, there's a lot of things we joke about this, but it's just the, the reality. Men and women, for the most part, men and women are different. They're different. And so it's good for the ladies to get together, and it's good for the men to get together. There's a men's breakfast that's here on September 25th. And so I'd just love to see you know, 15 guys that were here and just getting to know each other better. There's greeters that are needed. You can sign up to be a greeter. Um, Ides, packing, we just learned about that. On October 2nd, uh, you can come and learn from other people in the church and be around them and hang out with them. 
And uh, that's a great thing. We know that down uh, uh, people are still recovering from Ida that ripped through down in the uh, New Orleans area. And so uh, AIDS is down there and we're packing these meals and some of those things might go and help people that are right down there. And um, coming up, you can sign up and be a part of uh, the, uh, the Harvest Festival that's going to be on uh, November 30th. And all of these things fit people's personalities different ways. There's things that need to be organized and then there's things that need to be done that are just people-friendly. And so on the whole spectrum of where you are, there are places that you can get plugged in uh, to the church. But watch this. Here's what we need to know. The church is for everyone. Jesus died for everyone. There is not a group of people out there that are excluded. There's not a personality type there's not a personal characteristic. Jesus died for everyone. None of us gets to have moral superiority or think that we do it right. None of us get to do that. We all get to say, by the grace of God go I. By the grace of God. God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to this earth that we might know him, that we might accept him as Lord and Savior and that we would put Him in our heart, and then that we would all be transformed into His likeness. That my personality would fit into what He has for me. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, if you've never turned your life over to Him and been baptized into Him, that's a challenge that I have for you. Give your life to Jesus Christ. If you don't know how to do that or what that means, I would like to sit down and talk with you. If you are a follower of Christ, you know that you have been handcrafted by Christ to accomplish work for his kingdom on this earth. Get to work. Let's pray. Father, thank you that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Thank you for the gift of Jesus that has saved us all. Father, help us always to live for you. And it's in Jesus' name that we ask. And amen. Love me like you do. I can be prone to wonder.